welcome to Landscape Photography World, the podcast for everyone passionate about landscape photography. I'm Grant Swinburne and I'll be your host on this show, talking to landscape photographers about their motivations, likes and dislikes. Have you heard that the inaugural Landscape Photography World Awards is now open for entries? Head to landscapephotographyworldawards.com to find out all the details and how to enter. There's some amazing prizes to be won, and I'll be publishing a book and calendar with the top images from the competition, so plenty to look forward to. Entries close on November 30, 2022, so time is running out to get your entries sorted. I'd also like to thank the judges who have agreed to work with me and be a big part of the awards. Deb Clark, Victoria Hark, Kieran Stone and William Patino. I certainly couldn't make this competition a reality without their support. Steve Colleen is a storm and astrophotographer from northwestern Victoria. He's always had an interest for the weather and weather events and blends his knowledge of that with his passion for photography to deliver a wide range of shots to help bring the story alive. Although he enjoys shooting all sorts of landscapes from sunrises to sunsets, it's storms and astrophotography and night photography that really stokes the fire in his belly. We talk about how that passion has grown from the landscape near his home and how that has shaped his portfolio. We also touch on his techniques and gear required to get the perfect astro shot, along with much, much more. I hope you enjoy the show. G'day, Steve. Welcome to Landscape Photography World. How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Been uh, quite anxious to catch up with you. It's uh, it's been a while since uh, since I first asked, and you you've been avoiding me. So yeah, uh, I have a little bit. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit anxious, but um, yeah, I'm ready to roll with it. Well, as I said, I'll uh, I'll be nice and gentle. We won't uh, we won't ask you any tough questions. So why don't you start with uh, your why? Why photography, and in particular, why astro and storm chasing? So. It kind of goes back to 2018. I was actually living with my parents and we were building our house. And um, I, I, I always thought I had an eye for photography. Um, and, you know, we'd go on trips and stuff and I wouldn't just, you know, stand somewhere and just take a photo. I'd be look, automatically kind of looking for a composition um, without even really thinking about it. And um, it wasn't until uh, the end of 2018 when... Um, we'd been at living in mum and dad's for a year. I wanted to try something different mm-hmm. and I, I was just speaking to my wife. I'm like, I think I really want to get a camera. So we talked about it and we um the nard and I'm like, you know, she's like, all right, go for it. You know? Good. So, um, so I started, I started shooting, um, you know, just heading out of, just out of town a bit and, um, practicing photos, you know, down the, down the road sort of shots and, yep you know, to get low and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And um, it wasn't until a pretty decent dust storm came um, probably about 30 minutes from home. And Mm. I actually just posted that online and it kind of got a little bit of buzz. And I don't know if you know Daniel Shaw? Yeah. Yep. So Daniel actually rang me through Facebook Messenger and he's he's like, I want to, you know, what? I want to help you out here. I want to check the photo and because that's what he does, obviously. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he told me to set up a, a page and, and all that sort of stuff. And that's sort of how my fast steps socials became, you know, uh, existent. So, yeah. okay. But I've been storm chasing probably a few years before that and I 
I didn't really have nothing to show for it. So that was kind of another interest to me, um, being wanting to, um, you know, put the both together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so, um, yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. And, um, yeah, so uh, with my Astro stuff, obviously I live in northwest, northwest Victoria. We've got really dark skies here. And I was flicking through Instagram one day and I saw a couple of Astro photos from uh, Hanging with Pixels. I don't know if you know, Oat Vaboon. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and... I was I was just amazed at you know what what this guy was getting on the camera. So yeah. that kind of sparked my interest for Astro, and it wasn't long after I got my camera. I'm like you know it was just before Christmas actually, and I went out and I thought I'd try it. I had no idea what I was doing. I knew to use a you know a long exposure, um, and I hadn't really looked up any YouTube videos or anything yet, and I did the. Uh, um, I think my first shot was the, uh, the old pointing the torch in the sky. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, cliche astro shot. Um, but it wasn't even really much of the Milky Way because it was washed out from the moon. Mm. So I was, you know, I sort of wondered why that was happening. And I got onto um, uh, finding out that you can use apps to um, – recognize the moon phases and all that sort of stuff so i started digging deeper and that's kind of it sort of just rolled on from there yeah okay so what is it that you're chasing most in your photography now um it is mainly storms and astro at the moment um it's pretty hard for me to sort of leave my general area due to i work full-time as well um and obviously i've got a six-year-old son so sort of just jumping off and leaving is, is kind of hard for me. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but with storm season, I, I, I kind of prepare for that as well. Um, mm. And my wife is very generous in, in those regards. Um, she lets me go and do that. No worries. Do you think it's important to have goals in your photography and do, do you have goals or? Um, I think so. Um, I, I don't have any particular goals, but I always like to learn. Yeah. Um, I've, I've only touched the surface in what I do, I think. Um, you know, I could go – I haven't really done much ocean photography or, you know, the sort of stuff that you do, long exposures. Um, yeah. I've got I've got 10-stop filters and stuff like that. But um, I, I've never really got right into that. And, you know, that's just another part of photography that – you know, I, I, I could learn. Yeah. Um, you know, there's obviously not just landscapes, there's portraits and weddings and, you know, all that sort of stuff, but I'm, I'm yeah. sort of not into that. Yeah, no, nor, nor am I. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not what floats my boat. And I think in terms of goals, I think, yeah, I, when it comes to Astro, I, I really like trying to push the camera to its limits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would really like to get, you know, a zoom lens or something like that to start doing a bit of deep space as well. So that's something yeah, I'm right. pretty keen on getting into um, yeah. down the track. Yeah, cool. Talk to us a bit about where you live. You mentioned you've got dark skies, obviously, northwestern Victoria. There's, you know, towns get a little bit few and far between. Describe, for those that have never seen the place, this, describe what it's like. So the town itself is it's growing. Um, in size, um, they call it the, the oasis. So it's kind of 
on the edge of the outback. Um, but you know, you drive half an hour from here and it's it's desolate. Um, lots of shrubs, uh, flat landscape, dead trees, which is something I really love to shoot. That red dirt uh, outback look, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you get in, you know, you, you drive an hour and you're sort of in, um, obviously southwestern New South Wales, which um, is when it really turns into that real outback feel. Um, you got Mungo National Park, and yeah, um, you know, you're heading towards Broken Hill, which is um, basically the outback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess the dark skies really help with the astro in a big way. Do you, uh, how far do you need to go before you are into sort of border one territory? Uh, yeah, about 30, 35 to 40 minutes I'm in border one. Nice. Which is amazing. Yeah. So um, it take me about uh, two hours to get anywhere with border one. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, there's so much light pollution around. I mean, obviously Australia is – Nowhere near as bad as America. I was, I was looking at a map the other day, actually, yeah. and um, I was just looking at all of the US and the light pollution compared to Australia is just phenomenal. Um, they've got so much light pollution. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's. I think um, it's one of the, the main things that I, sh- I, I would I like to um, pursue because of the dark skies and it's, it's easily, easily accessible to me. Yeah, yeah. So given, given you've got a full-time job, do you do a lot of planning around your shooting or do you sort of take a more opportunistic approach? Uh, definitely plan, especially my Astro. Um, I've, yeah, there's a lot of dirt roads and stuff that I've got to go down. So if it's been raining, um, I like to just drive down them after the fact just yep. to see how, just to see how um, you know, boggy the roads are um, and, you know, easy access and, in and out, um, but yeah, I, I always play my Astro um, using apps and you know the moon phase and clouds and all that sort of jazz, uh, which is a pretty normal thing for astrophotography. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. when it comes, go on. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, when it comes to storms, um, obviously that's always planning days before. Um, there's a rule called the you know they call it the four day rule. Um, you know, four days out, you can almost lock in a general area. Yeah. Um, and I sort of wait, you know, until one or two days before I make a decision that I'm going to go to a particular spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes I'll, you know, stay overnight somewhere um, just to be in that general area in case. Yeah, cool. Um, but... Yeah, um, sunsets are more on the fly sort of thing. I might get home from work and check check the cloud. You know, um, golden hour comes and you you see some clouds sort of lifting, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this could go off tonight. So that's more spontaneous. But definitely the astro and storms. I, I need to plan it. Yeah, fair enough. And are you going into the field with a concept of what you want to shoot, or are you? reacting more to the landscape or have you already scouted where you want to be and you, you kind of know what it is that you, you're structuring your shot around? Yeah, I think I think with the landscape I've got, I've got to, like, I've got to kind of think out of the box. You know, you see some landscapes and, you know, New Zealand, for example, they've got mountains in the background, which is yeah, an easy back. Turn, turn around sort of, this mountain, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So with mine, I, I like to go, I, I like to shoot low. 
mm-hmm. um, sometimes. Oh, most of the time, actually, I like to shoot low and use a subject for depth of field and then sort of lead into like a tree or, or you know, um, uh, there's some sand dunes around here that I can lead into those and, um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. And you, uh, I guess when you when you're in the field, are you trying to uh, put together in your head a um, a, a composition, uh, or are you just sort of you know saying, okay, well, this is kind of where I want to be. I'll set up here and off we go. Um, I basically have to find a composition um, because where I am is so flat. Um, I think I have to. I usually just find a composition and I, I, I wait, um, especially for like a sunset or something. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll find something and I'll, I'll I'll just wait and I'll say this is the shot I'm I'm going to wait for it. Yeah. But when it comes to astro, yeah, if if I find a tree I like, I'll just I'll just shoot the tree. Yeah. There might be there might like I've got a couple of mates' farms around the area. Um, sometimes I like to use the um the grain or you know, the crop. As mm-hmm. a bit of foreground that that'll lead into the tree, um, but other than that, yeah, I'm pretty much just shooting the tree itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking through your portfolio, I really love that uh, shot with the light painted bus in it and the uh, light painted figure. What yeah. what sort of? How did you come up with the concept for that? Was that something that you thought about for a while, or was it just something that you were messing around with on the night? Yeah, I was I was messing around with it on the night. It was um, I, I had my loom cubes in the bus, and I was just taking some shots. And um, I was actually using my phone torch yep. to look look at an area on the ground, and something just tweaked. And I'm like, oh, okay, what can I do with this? Um, so I did it. I did a couple of long exposures, just you know, squiggles. I I, I was gonna do like a, a light paint around the bus, like and yeah, just. Right. Yeah, just do the um, yeah, you know, like a wavy sort of long exposure. Yeah. Um, and then and then yeah, I just decided to paint myself, and it, it <laughs> actually worked out pretty well. So I was, yeah, I was pretty I, happy I, about that. I, I love it. It's one of my one of my favourite shots of yours, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, bit of a bit of an artistic um shot. Yeah, very distinctive. I guess when. Mm. When, when you talk about being artistic, when did that sort of flip for you from, you know, just my, most people start out recording what they see. They, they take a photo and it's a snapshot usually and it's, you know, as you said, you you might have thought about your composition a bit before you did it, but beyond that, there's no real art to it per se. But at some point it, that flips in your brain and you go, okay, this is actually artistic and this is where I want to lead my photography. How did that evolve for you? Um, so I think I just started out just started out taking photos and I started to recognise, like I didn't know much about the rule of thirds or much much of that. Yep. And then, I, you know, I'd see a couple of photos and, you know, I'd notice that a tree might not be in the right position and like it just looked off. Yeah. So I'll go back, go yeah, back to that well. spot, and yeah, and I'll just like center the shot um, as a landscape, mm-hmm. and then I would move in, take a shot. It'd be you know obviously be closer, um, and it was yeah. I think 
I think when I started realizing what I could do in in certain frame of the the shot, I think that's when sort of sort of twi- twi- uh, clicked for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for that, I mean, obviously, astro and and storm shooting, you you still think? Oh, sorry. I still think you have a quite distinctive style, and if I see an astro shot, I kind of know it's one of yours, and it's not just because it's a lone tree in a in a flat field. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, there's more to it than that. How would you describe your style to somebody that not that's not seen your work? Um, I think for the astro, I like to I like to really show the core off because that's that's the, that's the whole point. Um, yeah. And especially, I've, I, I use the dark skies obviously as an advantage to really bring out the detail, and that's that's why I've got a star tracker as well to um, enhance that. Um, and obviously, I want to modify the camera itself one day um, to a, um, a H alpha, which brings yeah. out a lot of the, a lot of the reds in the night yeah. sky. Yep. So yeah, I think I, I just I just like to show off the core and make it vibrant and punchy. That's kind of my my style. Yep. Yeah, cool. And how do you see your style developing over time? I mean, obviously you didn't start out that way, and you probably won't finish that way unless you say, "All right, well, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> this is what I'm going to never now on. Never done. Yeah." Um, I've never met a photographer who is. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's right. Uh, that, that's yeah, that's a no. But um, when I had the so the camera I ended up getting first off was the Canon M50, and that's a crop sensor. So I I had to really use um, post production to make it work because of the noise that the crop sensor is like at night. Yep. Um, so I think. Learning quite a bit in Lightroom and Photoshop helped me distinguish my style eventually. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so I, I used to start off not being so vibrant and I used to just make the core sort of, you know, a little bit warmer or something like that in the shot. But um, yeah, right. what does success look like for Steve in his photography? Um, Oh, that's a tough one. I think for me, actually being recognised by Nikon, okay, that, that they actually want to share my work. <laughs> I, I think I think that's uh, they've shared quite a bit of my work on their socials, and that's something that I'm really proud of. And you know, I've entered awards and stuff, um, and I've got uh, what's the word? Highly commended or highly commended? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, highly commended. Yeah, I think. Um, being recognised by Nikon is probably my most proudest success, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about commercial success? Are you trying to sell your work in print or uh, anything else? Or I, I do sell some prints. Um, I don't really push it. Um, obviously, working full-time, I find it pretty hard to balance everything. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I... I um I've sold I think most of my prints have been storm shots. Yep. Um, so that's good. It's good when someone messages you and says, "Hey, I really like this. Can I get it printed?" And then you know the process of getting it to them and you know seeing their face when they retrieve it. It's it's a pretty good feeling. 
It sounds like you've been luckier than I have. Uh, I normally get somebody's, oh, I'd love, love a print of that. And you go, okay, you know, what what format would you like it in? You know, what paper do you want it? You know, and then you hear nothing. Like cricket. I've, I've, I've had a few of those. <laughs> it's, um, I think it's normal. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. It's kind of like once you once you actually test people, though, a lot of them chicken out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Particularly when you tell them yep. the price. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. They just they want it for you know chips. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You mentioned the uh, work life balance sort of thing. So, how do you balance full time work and your photography? Uh, you know, obviously full time work. And a, a young child can take up a fair amount of your time. How do, how do you manage that balance? Um, yeah, so I'm lucky enough to work at a school, um, so I get uh, I get the school holiday breaks as well. So nice. I I can use that time to do all my scouting for locations, um, um, and it's and I generally. Um, do the same kind of thing when it's summer as well. Um, obviously, the um, daylight savings and stuff help, helps helps me out with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just the you know the general process of getting my son to bed and all that sort of stuff. Most of my photography stuff happens after that. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, editing and and all that sort of stuff. So, what's your favourite place to shoot? Is there somewhere that keeps calling you back? And you you just keep getting uh, dragged back there. I think uh, Perry Sandhills. Have you heard of the yep, Perry? Sandhills? I've heard of Perry yeah. Sandhills. Yeah. yeah, it's always changing, which is a good. But at the moment, it's full of shrubs and stuff. So yeah, yeah. You, you don't, you don't get and everything. I've loved the uh, rain, haven't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The the rolling hills are not so rolling. You know <laughs> of of um the sand anymore. So. But um, no, I, I don't really have a favourite. I don't really have okay. a favourite spot. I think I just love going out to shoot. I was I was a gamer for twenty years, so right. you know, I was I, I didn't get out much, and I actually didn't like. If you look at my Google Maps, there's like hundreds of pins, you know, of locations and stuff. I would never have thought in you know a million years that I would even get to these places, you know, okay. sort of five years ago. Um, so I, I just love getting out and exploring um, anywhere really now, which is which is good just to be outside. Yeah. What's the furthest you've had to travel to get a shot? I mean, I've been down to Warrnambool, okay, Great, Great Ocean Road and stuff like that. They're probably my furthest shots. I haven't been overseas yet for you know photography reasons. I'd yeah, love yeah. to obviously go to Iceland and all those epic you know New Zealand. Um, go to those locations one day to shoot. Yeah. Um, they're kind of dreams for me at the moment, but definitely want to pursue that when I when I can. Mm, cool. What's the most memorable experience you've had when you're out shooting? I think uh, probably my favourite storm shot, the the mothership one. Yeah. Which happened, which happens just near Spawn Hill, um, at the start of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just that was just an epic experience. Um, I hadn't seen. A shelf cloud that big before, especially on sunset. Yeah. Um, and just before it, it was throwing off quite a few bolts. Um, and when I got, um, when I got to an area where I could set up, 
the bolt sort of dissipated. So if I was getting lightning out of that as well, that would just be a monumental shot for me. But um, it's still my favourite shot of all time at the moment. Do you have any horror stories from uh, your photography? Not so, uh, this one's not so much a horror story, but a bit of a freaky moment. I was out shooting one of the nautical twilight trees and yep. I was in an area that's fairly dodgy, probably uh, 10Ks out of a, a fairly dodgy town and um, it's, it's not the best not the best road to be on at night. And um, I was just shooting off, off the side of the road, actually. There was a tree there and, you know, a couple of cars go past and, you know, didn't think much of it. And then one car drove past and sort of stopped probably 200 metres away and sat there for a bit. I didn't really think too much of it. And then he sort of did a U-turn and came back and drove past again. About 500 metres up the road, he's, he's come back again. I'm like, here we go. Something's you're going on here. I think Wolf Creek, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. That's what it felt like. And then he, he came back and then he did another U-turn and sort of stopped the car. And I'm like, okay, so... What I did was I got my torch out and just shone it right on the like pretty much where the driver's seat was because I I didn't know what was going on. I started walking towards and he sort of just drove off. Yeah. And then probably about 15 minutes later, another car did the same thing but only twice. I'm like, okay, I'm done here. <laughs> and and then um, I was driving home and I got to I got to Dayton, which is the town probably yeah 10 15 k's away. Yep. And oh, just before Dan, actually, I was driving down one of the the, um, the narrow roads, and the cops drove past, and they actually they actually did a U-turn and put the lights on and pulled me over, uh, and and they they said, you know said hey go mate whatever I said yeah not much just just out shooting some photography yeah and he go you know pause for a second he goes Steve is it I'm like yeah he goes was that you down you know, the, the end of the road, end of end of Fletcher's Lake Road. And I said, yeah. And he, he goes, oh, someone called in. They thought something was wrong with the ute or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he goes, have a good night, mate. You know, and that was it. So, cool. yeah, I think, I think they were just checking up on me in the end. Yeah, just just playing the Good Samaritan without actually yeah. up and asking you if there was anything wrong, which would have been yeah. a normal thing to do, surely. That's, that's right, yeah. So, yeah, I, at first yeah. it was... It felt a bit freaky, but yeah, good, yeah. good outcome. <laughs> I guess, yeah. You know, what what do you do to sort of ensure your safety in you know these outback areas when you're out shooting on your own? Do you? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you prefer to shoot on your own, as it, or you do shoot on your own mostly, uh, as opposed to going out with mates. Yeah, I, I find it easier just to shoot by myself. Um, but yeah, I honestly don't have much of a plan um i should probably carry a baseball bat or something <laughs> or you know or a hockey stick or something but um yeah uh I, I don't really plan it i mean i guess i could use my tripod if something happened but <laughs> i mean if they've got a gun then that's a different story but yeah well, that's um, it. Uh, i don't no i don't really plan for that stuff i just i just do my thing and get out of there yeah no Hope you uh, hope you don't encounter any uh, <laughs> any characters out of Wolf Creek. <laughs> yeah, hope so. Um, aside from carrying a baseball bat or a hockey stick, what have you learnt about the world through photography? Um, I think it's just all about capturing moments. Mm. Um, for me, you know, some of those moments don't happen again, and I think that's something that I like to, especially with the storms. That's something that 
that, um, you know, is a, kind of a rare phenomenon. But I think, yeah, I think I just like taking a snapshot in time um, for me, yeah. Let's talk a bit about the, the process. You made your plan, you've gone out, you've uh, sort of set up. Are you, are you finessing your, uh, your compositions much or are you sort of kind of set on what it is that you want to do and you've got a pretty good idea about what you're going to do before you get there? And, you know, what, it, what, what sort of things are you looking for in, in terms of putting that comp together? Yeah, so I think I like to, like I said before, I like once I've found a spot, I'll I'll stick to it. I don't like really moving around much. Um, if I have to, I'll come back to that spot and shoot another subject. Um, but yeah, I really like to finesse the the composition. And um, yeah, when I when I look for it, if I look for you know like a like a tree stump or something like that, I want to use. Um, I'll make sure that I find something that doesn't have clutter um and keep it really um keep it really the focal point on that on that particular subject um because when you do go out there where i live um you know you might find a really nice shrub or something but there's a lot of shrubs near it so you've got to kind of single out um subjects quite a bit when when i'm out there so yeah um yeah yeah all, all about simplifying it then yeah, yeah, for sure. For your Astro, are you doing anything particular? You mentioned getting a star tracker. For those that aren't or are just beginning in Astro that might be listening, what sort of things, what sort of tips can you give them about getting started in, in, in that field? I think the best thing to do is just get out there and try it. When I, when I went out there, I, I was terrible. I, you know, I was, I was, I had the, Ex, you know the exposure open too long, and I was getting star trails and all that sort of stuff. Um, but to be honest, trial and error is probably the best thing to do. YouTube videos really helped me as well. Yeah. Um, just just to get those right settings. What about investing in a star tracker? Do you? It's not necessarily a beginner's tool, but there are people that uh, are just starting out that might have gone and invested in one. Do you have any sort of you know tips for for using one or? Uh, yeah, so polar aligning in Australia or the Southern Hemisphere in general is a lot harder than the Northern Hemisphere. Yep. Um, and I think you got to you, you really got to nail um, the latitude. If your latitude's off, then you won't be able to find um, where you want to. Um, aligned to. Yeah, right. And, um, I usually use my phone and rest it on top of the, on top of the tracker, mm-hmm. um, at, at 180 degrees. So due south. Yeah. Um, and I, and I work from there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So in terms of learning your photography, you mentioned YouTube. Did you get any mentoring or any other uh, other assistance or did you seek out anyone else to help you or was it really, you know, just stumble around in the dark literally to try and get get to where you are now? Yeah, basically that was it. Um, it's all self-taught. I haven't done any courses or um, I haven't, I mean, obviously I've met people along the way and, They've sure. given me some tips and you know what have you, but um, other than that, I've just I've just done it all um myself um and yeah, that's 
just self-taught. Um, so it started off as a hobby, hobby obviously, and it's just turned into a, a mega passion. So, yeah, yeah, um, and, and I like to I like to push myself as well. So yeah, cool. When you got the shot, you get it home. Are you straight into the editing suite, or are you leaving it for a while and you you know, got other things to do? Um, it depends on the day. If, yeah. if I'm busy, I'll, I'll just leave it. Um, but I'm always pretty keen to you know start editing. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes it can be within you know an hour or so, and I've I've already posted it onto social. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I just I really like getting into the post production stuff. It's something that that's I mean obviously photography is the art, but post production can really make it what it is. Yeah, yeah, T- totally agree, totally agree. Yeah, and um, I'm assuming you learned a lot of that through through the same sort of means. Yeah, not so much YouTube and stuff. I'm I'm an IT IT tech by trade, so I I've learned Photoshop along the way. You know, just in my job in general. So the the light Lightroom took me a little bit. Yeah, um, I just learned to just by playing with settings and you know, you up the sliders, you down the sliders. Sure. Um, and and just and just getting it to to what you like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what what does an edit? consist of i don't, obviously don't want all your secret recipe in the full workflow yeah. but are you making you know uh sort of global changes or are you making more specific changes to various regions in the in the image yep uh obviously it depends um so with my astro stuff i'm my latest astro stuff i'm doing a lot of blending so i'll shoot the foreground at sort of you know blue hour or just uh, yeah, just right. after um, and blend it in, but with my so you know sunset shots, you know it's just I, I just go by what I see. Um, yeah. There's no real, I don't really have a workflow, but I've come to a kind of style edit that I really like, and it just all happens from from there. Um, you know, I might have shot it um, the exposure too low or something, so I've, you know bumped the exposure up and um, just played with the global settings. Um, I, I use radial filters, um, and uh, you know, like uh, sorry, um, yeah. So yeah, just just the general the general settings. Yeah, contrast edits and so forth. Right. Yeah. So what do you do if you hit a creative wall? Have you ever hit a creative wall? Or yeah, I have. Towards the end of last year, I just. Yeah, I was just blocked. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I sort of just put the camera down for a bit. Wasn't shooting much at all. But I think that's the best thing to do is just walk away from it for a bit. Um, and then I think it'll always come back to me. If, yeah. if I've got a block, I'll just, you know, something will twig and I'm like, right, I'm going to go shoot shoot that, you know. So, yeah, nice. Um, what do you see as being the biggest challenge facing photography right now? Hmm. I don't know if I can answer that. <laughs> um, obviously, okay. there's obviously there's the copyright issues and you know people stealing images and stuff. I don't like. I mean, I've seen plenty of photos of mine being shared without you know credit and yeah. but you can't. You just can't change any of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, on those on those social media websites. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it's just a today problem either. I, you know. No. You, you look at the art world and the number of fakes that are been kicking around since 
forever, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 always existent. But yeah, yeah, that one's a tough one. Yeah. What do you think about the future of photography? Do you see where do you see it going? Well, I think technology is always changing and pretty rapidly as well. I think I think the phones are just going to get better and better. You know, the, what what you can do now with some of the phones is just just ridiculous. You, you can even get quite decent astro shots out of um i think it's the pixel the guna yeah. pixel yeah um the, the oppo i think you know paul wilson has been shooting a little bit with that with the the oppo phone um yeah, same some of his yeah yeah it's just just crazy what what you know what what's happening with the phones these days and i, I think it's just going to get even better and obviously you know with your dslrs and mirrorless cameras they they've they're always going to step up from where they're at now. So I think I think photography is just going to go to a next level. Yeah. I think, you know, one, one of the things for me that's very much, you know, it's not over the horizon, it's it's rushing towards us real quickly is, uh, is AI. Have you experimented with any of that? I have a little bit, yeah. Um, really interesting. Um, I... I created a couple of AI art pieces, I guess you could say. And, you know, the text input was basic to start with. And then I sort of really got into it to try and get something out of it. And yep. it was, yeah, pretty amazing what, what I got out of it. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, and I think AI is going to be insane. It already is insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it, it's rapidly becoming a, uh, I'm not sure it's a threat so much for you know the the artistic uh people around are, are going to you know they'll dabble in it and they might use some of it but but you know uh, and you know some will wholly wholeheartedly embrace it but uh i think you know the the, the fact if you enjoy going outside taking photos of the world around you and whatever or well, nothing's ever going to change that and yep uh, no matter how many you know CGI uh, landscapes exist, they're not going to be, you know, they they might be perfect, you know, because you can generate the perfect conditions, but you know, they're not going to be human made. And I, I, th- I think that part of it's going to be very interesting over the next few years to sort of see that blending of the two. I mean, I think I, I think it's here to stay. I don't think it's a fad. I don't think it's going to disappear. Uh, I. I completely agree, and um, yeah, what you said about you know if you, if you're an artist, you're always going to go out and do what you love doing. It's not going to stop me from going out to shoot storms or or astro or anything like that. Um, you know, like you said, I've I've dabbled in it. It was a bit of fun, um, and yeah, move on. But you know, some people will really stick onto it and. You know, they, they might change careers because of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's your favourite thing about being a photographer? I think just being out out in nature. It's just something I never really experienced beforehand, um, and I'm I'm only just touching the surface of of, of that as well. Um, you know, I'm only just kind of around my hometown. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'd love to go to the Sapphire Coast one day, do more of the Great Ocean Road. It's just, yeah, it's just all time at the moment. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's always the biggest uh, killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. What, what's your least favourite thing about being a photographer? Astro especially is just the waiting around. <laughs> um, 
so like sometimes I've just like there's no reception. I've got nothing to do, and you know I sort of just lay in my car, you know, doing nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, snacks, I don't, I, and some hot drinks are always a good yeah, restaurant. That's, <laughs> that's right. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's my least favorite thing. Yeah, cool. What do you like to do when you're not out shooting? I uh, play a bit of golf. Just oh. getting back into golf, actually. You got I used a to, I, yeah, I do actually. I play off eleven. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So best I got to was about fifteen. Oh, that's pretty good. And that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Do you play now or not really? Oh, I haven't picked up the sticks in probably about 10 years. I've been doing oh, okay. photography. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, I was playing competition before I got back into photography. Got back, back into – sorry, I'll say that again. Um, I played golf before I got into photography yeah. and um, I was playing competition and – Stuff like that, and then as soon as photography started, that was it. I hadn't hadn't played in five years, four years, so um, yeah. I want to get back into it. Um, obviously, with my IT job, I'm doing a lot of sitting around, um, and yeah, I just need to move more. I think. Yeah. So golf, golf, golf is up there. A good way, unless unless you're riding around in a buggy, but it's definitely a good way of. Uh, <laughs> of keeping your steps up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I just I just joined a gym the other day, so I've been just uh, starting gym, so that's another thing that I'll probably find interesting as well. But other than that, I'll, I'll, yeah, like catch, just the normal things, catching up with mates, having a few beers and just, yeah, just cool. enjoying, enjoying stuff outside of work and everything else really. Nice. Are there any photographers that uh, have caught your eye that uh, you think I should be talking to on the podcast? Uh, there's always lots of photographers. Um, I've got a very long list already. But, uh, I, I can imagine. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely get Robert Robert Downey. The yeah, guy's a legend. I've, I've asked him. He's, uh, yeah. he's he's been as cagey as you. <laughs> yeah, he'll do it one day. Um, yeah, he, he's a great bloke, and he's just a wealth of information. Um, yeah, yeah. Glad I've connected with him. Um, Timbo Slice. That guy's yep. a legend, and um, obviously David Fairs, um, two top-notch drone photographers that I've really got along with. Um, yeah, yeah. Wolf Wolf Mercury, yep, he's got some really cool stuff out there. Yeah, so and maybe you should try and get Oat on. That'd be interesting. So, sorry, who? Uh, hanging with pixels, Oat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, so. I, I sent him a uh, a DM a little while ago, but I haven't haven't got a response. But uh, you know, uh, okay, that, that's cool. I, do, I I ask and then I, I I don't ask for a while, and maybe maybe in twelve months' time I I pick it up again and say, Oi. yeah, yeah, ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, obviously you should try and get. I don't know. Um, you haven't done Justin Sneed, Good nah, Traveler, Justin. Nah. Yeah. Um, Tim Bucker, all those storm chasing guys would be cool to listen to. Yeah. Um, Will Leeds. Yep. I got yep. got him Leeds. on the list. Yeah. Good, good. Um, uh, Rob Embry. I don't know if you know Rob Embry. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've got him on my list as well. Sweet. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, you probably you probably got a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Um. 
I've got one last question, and uh, for most of my listeners, I think it's the, the most important one. Do you like pineapple on pizza? I certainly do. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you're Very a whole lot of people that don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, it's been absolutely great, you know, having, catching up and, you know, finally getting to talk to you. Uh, where can people find your work? Uh, yeah. So at the moment, I'm just on Instagram. Uh, so Instagram handles uh, Bast Depth Photography. Yep. Uh, same as Facebook and Twitter at Bast Depth. Cool. Thanks again for listening to Landscape Photography World. I hope you enjoyed the show and keep listening because I'll be joined by some great guests in upcoming episodes. You can find my work in this podcast at grantswinburnphotography.com. I'm also on Vero, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram and Facebook. I'm Grant Swinburne. Hope to see you out shooting soon. Bye.